This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football, getting some love here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Welcome in. I'm Jeremy Warner, Illini Inquirer publisher. I've had a lot of basketball-focused podcasts, which I know you guys love, with, with the offseason buzzing, uh, and Illinois continues its roster makeover, and now Jermaine Hamlin is on the way out. Not that big of a surprise, but that's why scholarship counting, and why you know Brad Underwood was asked about scholarships a few times, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense at, at this point, uh, and that is why. You, you expected some attrition here, and Jermaine Hamlin, a guy who wasn't getting a lot of play, time didn't seem like he had a path to playing time coming up uh, he decides to enter the portal and uh, Illinois now has an open scholarship to go find uh, another guy in the front court and an upgrade there whether it's the four or the five position I think you'll see uh, Trey Mitchell obviously Joel and Tabway those are people we've talked about before I think that'll be the focus but the focus of today's podcast again is going to be Illinois spring football and we got our best look at Illinois so far during the Monday spring football game. And Joey Wagner and I gave our thoughts uh, right after the spring game was completed. And, uh, you know, not much has changed. I rewatched the game and very vanilla stuff that we saw from the schemes. Uh, but we did see different schemes, a, a power uh, offensive uh, football team with, with a lot of 12 personnel using the tight ends a lot more. It's going to be a running football team behind um, what is a, a very good offensive line, in my opinion. Opinion relative to what Illinois had in its past and in a very veteran laden group and Brandon Peters looked like how you want him to look now he was playing against backups a lot of third stringers fourth stringers in this game but he looked pretty good and I think he asserted himself as is what this team is going to move forward with at quarterback uh, moving into the 2021 season but uh, we also saw a little bit from the defense, and Ryan Walter showed us a 3-4 base, and not a too big of a shock there, but he didn't show very much more than that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we um, maybe see come the fall against different teams. Do they they run a lot more disguising? Do they run a lot more blitzes? But certainly seems like a 3-4 base there, and, and we saw a front that looked pretty good, uh, again, against backups, but uh, I thought the, the front of Johnny Newton, Keith Randolph, Calvin Avery, Isaiah Gay, you know Seth Coleman, and Owen Carney uh, looked pretty good in that game. So just on review of the film, not much change from that podcast. But I wanted to get somebody who knows a lot more about football than I do. And he did a great job on the call on BTN with Lisa Byington and uh, Jay Lehman, former Illini, All-American linebacker. He's really good at his job. I think, one, he obviously brings the energy. Two, uh, he explains football incredibly well, 
I think to a general, you know, football 101 audience, I think he breaks it down very, very well, makes it easy to explain. But obviously, he knows this program so well. So Jay Lehman and I were texting. He said, "Hey, I'll come on the podcast and break it down if you want." And I'm like, "Absolutely." Um, so Jay Lehman joined me, and we had a great conversation about what we saw from the spring game, what he's seen from Brett Bielma. Jay also talked a little bit about recruiting, especially Central Illinois kids, downstate Illinois kids. He wanted to talk a little bit about that. So we chatted about that. And I also asked him about his checklist for the offseason. And he had some areas of concern that he, that he think need to be addressed, and uh, you know, but also why he's pretty excited about this program under Brett Bielma. So about a 20-minute conversation with Jay Lehman, Big Ten Network, former Illini All-American linebacker. That's coming up next on the Illini Inquirer podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, welcome back into the Illini Enquirer podcast, and we got a little glimpse of what Illinois football could look like under Brett Bielma, Tony Peterson, Ryan Walters. It was a little vanilla, but we did get to see a little bit glimpse of what Illinois football looked like. And on the call for Big Ten Network for the spring game, and he did a great job as always, is Jay Lehman, former Illini All-American linebacker. Jay, welcome in. How was watching football at Memorial Stadium with, with some fans in attendance? Wow. What was that like? Man, it was it was refreshing number one uh, and number two i think the overarching theme is i've got to cover i wouldn't say cover like you but it kind of watched illinois through 13 14 practices there is just a totally different vibe in that building among the players uh in the smith center among the coaches as well so it makes me really optimistic for the future what is that vibe in your opinion well i think there's a swagger of uh from the top down, uh, Brett Bielema's one in the Big Ten West. He's gone to three Rose Bowls. Uh, I should say two. He didn't coach in the third one, but he got the team there. And, um, you know, so I think it starts with him. I think he's built a really good staff. You know that defensive coordinators, you know, it's been documented, but, you know, Chris Kane, Kevin Kane, uh, the coordinator from SMU. Andy Boo was a D coordinator at Maryland. Of course, Ryan Walters. And, and Brett was a defensive coordinator. So they got a lot of great defensive minds. Um, and, you know, I like Tony Peterson and his experience on the offensive end to kind of be a head coach uh, of the offense. And so I just think, one, it starts with the staff. Two, it starts with the uh, – two, it's also the mentality of we're going to own this state. You know, we're, we're going to go after, we're going to offer players. And I know they've gotten – I believe his name's Leonard out of Iroquois. And mm-hmm. they, got a, they got a guy uh, – is it Beatty out of Rochester – and then, you know, i got a guy out of Arthur as well they've, they've offered. So it's interesting to me, and I think he made a great comment. 
He's never seen a place have long-term sustained success if it doesn't look like the place it's geographically located in. I think that was a really good comment from Brett. Uh, you know, we've seen Illinois in the 80s look like California Midwest. We've seen it look like, you know, uh, SEC North sometimes up here. Uh, but it hasn't been sustained, the success. So if we're going to sustain and have a consistent level, we've got to look like the state that we're in. Jay, I, I know you're a part of that, right? You're you're Champagne Kid, but why do you think that matters? Um, he, he does have experience doing this at Iowa, at Kansas State, uh, and obviously at Wisconsin, where they look like Wisconsin up there. Um, but why does that matter? And why why sh- why is getting a you know a lower or mid three star prospect from Illinois more important than getting one out of Texas or Florida? A great great question. Number one, we're dealing with eighteen to twenty two year old kids. Okay. Lots of stuff we're going on. I know we only see him play on, on Saturdays, but the reality is is that these guys have a ton of things going on. School, uh, relationships, girlfriends, whatever it may be, um, there's a lot of things that affect your play, injuries. And anytime you can have family closer, I just think they're going to be more solid as far as dealing with the emotional ups and downs of being a college athlete. Not always, hmm. but – if we just talk in, in general terms. Uh, n- number two is just the consistency aspect of it. They might not be as flashy as maybe someone you get out of Florida who's a three-star, but we've got to have consistent play. We haven't had consistent play, clean play. Um, when I say clean play, you know, no unforced errors, uh, no silly penalties, turnovers. That, that's been something that really has haunted Illinois under Lovey Smith was the inconsistency in those aspects. I think you just get more consistent player when you have the local, at least a local core of guys that can be uh, kind of the, the pillar of how you build it up. Well, Jay, um, the one thing I wanted to hit on before we get into personnel or what whatever we saw out of, of scheme uh, on Monday uh, is, is Brett Bielma, you know, got Illinois on Big Ten Network, right? And you were a part of that broadcast. And he involved himself. He involved his team. And the one thing, I don't know if Brett Bielema is ultimately going to be successful or, or what bar he will, uh, how high he will raise the bar here. But boy, he has embraced being the face of the program. He has embraced being the CEO and selling this program. And, and frankly, it's something we didn't see under Lovey Smith. Um, what have you thought about that? And, and why... Is that important if if it's important as I think it is? Well, I think Illinois fans have to realize that Illinois football is largely irrelevant, irrelevant to everybody else other than us. That's that that's probably hard to hear. That your favorite team, your 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 alma mater, is irrelevant when we talk about the college football landscape. And I think Brett realizes that and says, you know what? Uh, he would never say it like I just said it, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, you know, I think he realizes like we need all the press, all the exposure, every little thing we can do to let players know there's a new regime and things are going to be different at Illinois. Because, frankly, you know, four four winning seasons since 2001. Two of those winning seasons have been seven and six. The other two winning seasons have been special with Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl, but there hasn't been a level of consistency here, and that's why we've been deemed. Irrelevant. We've been beat out by our counterpart the last 20 years, largely in, in state with Northwestern. And, um, you know, we just haven't even come close to a West Division title uh, or a Legend Leaders title for that matter. So 
he's got a there's there's a point there that we, we are irrelevant in the grand scheme of things until things start to change and he said I, i'm going to take it you know almost personally to, to get this thing done and get it sh- you know the ship turned the right direction yeah all right, Jay, let, let's talk a little bit about what we saw from the team. Um, Brett splits it up between starters and, and backups, and, and a lot of the backups are now third and fourth stringers, a lot of walk-ons there. Uh, but offensively, um, I don't think we saw any surprises uh, from Tony Peterson, and I know they kept it mostly vanilla, but what stood out to you offensively? Um, num- number one, I, I had memories of just the hard zone action blocking scheme that I was accustomed to seeing you know, those early 2000 Minnesota teams where Peterson was the defensive coordinator for Glenn Mason's Golden Gopher teams in which um, they had some great tight end play. Ben Utech, Matt Spaeth, Jack Simmons, that's a name of few, and of course the tailbacks of uh, Lawrence Maroney and, and Barber and, and, and how they really set up the zone play with the two tight ends. And they call that People call it different. A lot of people call it ace formation. It's a balance formation, two receivers, two tight ends, one back in the backfield and seven yards deep. And the real challenge of that for a linebacker is, do I come down and hit the hole hard on the front side from the Mike backer? Then the guy rocks back and cuts back. I think maybe Hayden had a big touchdown run when it was a design cut back on that zone. And, or do I, do I, what they call rock back and kind of wait backside to see that cutbacks hits on the backside. Well, then the running back hits the front side B gap and hmm. he's out the gate for 10 yards before he hits the safety. So, and, and, and then you come back on that and it looks exactly the same when you run a play action off of it. And they tried to set that play action up early. Mark Mondesier actually blew it up the third play of the game where they have the hard zone action and, and Peters being as automatic as he is really sets up well for that hard play action. They just don't have a deep threat out of it. That's why we saw the tight ends uh, being utilized a lot in the passing game. And so I think, in a long-winded sort of way, our number one personnel is going to be 12 personnel. It's going to be one back, two tight ends. Uh, that's the core of our team. Uh, Navarro flashed a little bit on the outside. They've got to find somebody to stretch the field. Nobody really stretches the field right now, and that's going to be an issue for this football team. What, what did you think? I mean, we've seen a lot of Brandon Peters. I don't know how much stock we put into – that game. Um, Isaiah Williams has drawn praise from the staff, but we know accuracy is, is an issue and throwing the football is an issue. I, I'd be surprised, Jay, if Brandon Peters is not the starting quarterback this year. Um, but what is key for him? What did you see from him? Well, it, it is his you know fourth or fifth coordinator in, in, in six years. So we got to give him a benefit of doubt on that. He's 13 practices in, or was 13 practices in. I think this scheme fits Brandon Peters way better than Rod Rod Smith's scheme. Um, It's just a more natural fit. A little bit under center, a little bit out of shotgun. Um, They don't require the quarterback to run quite as much. I think this is going to be very – he can make all the throws you need to. He looked very good on his intermediate throws to tight ends, also to Hightower on a curl route, to Navarro on slants. He even looked good on some of the hole shots that he threw course there were guys that were wide open there wasn't great coverage i know it's third and four stringers like you said but for illinois to be in seven or eight win team we've got to have brandon peters hit those kind of throws on a consistent level on third down they've got some guys at running back they've got some guys at tight end we've got to have peters and the receivers connect how good can luke ford be 
Luke Ford can. Uh, here's the thing. I, I think Luke Ford can be as good as uh, Noah Fant and Hawkins up at Iowa. Those guys were first-round draft picks, right? Uh, TJ Hawkinson and Fant two years ago um, in that scheme. And Luke Ford is about as big and fast as those guys. I would also argue that he's probably better at the point of attack than Noah Fant was. Now, will he be utilized like that? He was on Saturday. Uh, excuse me, on Monday. Yeah. So, uh, I think Barker and Barker and and Ford could be like a fan and Hawkinson, who Big Ten West fans remember, tore up Illinois numerous times and the rest of the Big Ten as really, really good football players. And um, you know, this is a scheme that really values the tight end, and so. I think we're going to see them used a lot. I, I do think – can you remind me the name of the transfer from Michigan State? He's going to be a fullback or H-back. Yeah, Max um, Rosenthal. Max – yeah. I was going to say Max Bortenschlager, but that's <laughs> that's a guy out of Maryland. Close. You get all these names mixed up, right? So, anyway, I think he'll play as well at, a, at, a, at you know, an H-back or fullback position. And so I think you're going to see a much more blue-collar – physical football team because the strength is in the offensive line and the tight ends running backs look pretty good but that's not a surprise right yeah i should say that you know chase brown looks looks really good um they're really high on reggie love you know talking to the coaches they you know and brett even said it but reggie's really really impressed him um really impressed him so i'm interested to see what reggie can do i don't don't think he really got his chance Uh, they really rotate all three of those guys and and Jakari, I guess, is showing flashes as, as a scat back. So I think running back will be strong. Obviously, Epstein, we, we don't know if he'll be back or if he can stay healthy. Yeah. So that, that's another thing that could add to it as well. Well, Jay, I want to ask you quickly about the defense. I, I think I was most intrigued to, to see what it looked like, though they have kept a, that very close to the vest about what they will run. And I don't think we saw a lot, um, but they did come out with a 3-4 base, which is a, a different look than obviously we've seen for the last five years. And, and really, we haven't seen that kind of defense in a long time. Um, the front looked pretty good, but what did you think about what Ryan Walters put out there? Yeah, well, first it was very vanilla. Uh, you know, you got to love Ryan Walters. I think he's a young star as a coordinator, but we asked him, what's the defense going to be? He's like, oh, it's multiple. You know, it's always my, well, my favorite answer from coaches, right? Um, it didn't look very multiple. It looked like they ran one thing. They ran their three, four base defense, uh, some cover two on the back end. A lot of back end doesn't change coverage wise, but the front does change. And it, it was it was a symmetrical three four, meaning that they were running base most of the time, not a lot of nickel, and they had Calvin Avery in there at the nose, who when he plays hard, is very disruptive. Uh, if you're going to run a three four, that's that's one of the hardest positions to recruit. Uh, is a legitimate, you know, 330 pound nose tackle, uh, the Casey Hampton of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a guy like that. Um, those are hard to recruit. They play hard. And then the outside backers. I mean, I think Carney will be more of the rush guy. I think Day will be more of the drop guy. Um, and, of course, we're, we're very thin at the inside linebacker position with injuries. But I think we'll see, obviously, Hanson, Hart, Tolson, and um, uh, Tariq Barnes yeah. get, get good reps. I think we actually have some depth there as well. So I, I, I feel pretty good about the 3-4 that they're in. 
what is the advantage? What will be different uh, that we have that fans have seen for the last four or five years when you have a three four um, Jay? Like what what will be different that fans will see? Well, number one is in a four three, um, you pretty much know which guys are rushing. It's the four down linemen. In a three four, they will always rush most 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 of the time rush four but you don't know which linebacker it's going to come from. It could be one of the outside linebackers. It could be one of the inside linebackers. And it looks exactly the same. Pre-snap. Very hard for an offensive line in the center to pick up on that, on who actually is coming. That's what Wisconsin's done so well uh, since they've made the switch to a 3-4 under Aranda and now now Jim Leonard. Uh, Number two, uh, as an inside linebacker position, it's a little bit more of a muddy read because uh, some of your defensive linemen will do what they call two-gap. They'll, they'll fall off between a Calvin every time to play two gaps and, and not just taking the gap. So it can be not, a, not as clear as picture. Uh, so that, that takes, you know, some practice. And then number number three is uh, a three. the 3-4 three, has really gained in popularity, not, not just because of what Alabama and Nick Saban have done, but to really combat the quarterback run game. Uh, out of the zone read, uh, which, you know, was proliferated under Rich Rod or uh, West Virginia uh, in, the, in the 2000s in, in Illinois. And Michael Oxley uh, had, had success when, when I was there with that. And uh, in the 4-3, you have a down defensive end. Has his hand in the ground. It's very difficult to play the quarterback position. And then you get a full man over width-wise with that outside linebacker uh, in a 3-4. as kind of an overhang position and maybe a more athletic guy, and really negates that quarterback run. And I think that's the biggest difference when we're talking about playing defense in this spread game because everybody has zone read now yeah. as part of their offensive package, and you got to be ready for it. What would offenses attack? Like, what would be the weakness of going three four as opposed to a four three? Well, because you have that overhang player now on the line, you're always going to try to attack right behind that outside linebacker. Uh, in the flat, mm-hmm. uh, pass-wise, right? Because they're up on the line and they've got a, what they call buzz all the way to the flat or to the curl, and, and that can be difficult. you got to have an athlete back there, right? So let's say I put, you know, uh, Rondell Moore, uh, who, who's obviously not going to be playing for Purdue, he's going to be in the NFL, but uh, back lined up on that outside backer, and, I, and I, that guy's got to get depth. He's on the line. He's waiting for the quarterback run. Well, what happens if I just throw it over his head, right? Yep. So so that that's – that's a little bit of a weakness. Um, and, and also, um, sometimes if your nose guy cannot two-gap uh, and he's head up on the center and he gets reached, it makes it very difficult on interior runs um, for the inside backers. So you got to have a nose. That can, that can make it happen. So um, you, you talk about some of the weak points. There, but those are things yeah. that, that can be real weak points if you're not careful. Well, Jay, before I let you go, what would be on your checklist for the offseason after spring ball completes for, for both Brett Bielema and the, the players? I think they've got to figure out who their quarterback is. I think you go with a guy and run it, and, and uh, you know, I know that he does not want to be a receiver, right? Um, but I think Isaiah Williams could really, really help the football team as a receiver. I really do. Um but I don't want to play quarterback. I mean, they decide on a quarterback. They need to get healthy, and they got to find some kind of deep threat. They they just 
we do not have a deep threat right now. And um, you know, it'd be great if Emad or Bebe uh, didn't go to the pros, but that's unfortunately that's that's what's going on right now, and he's gone. And so I don't know if there's going to be any transfer portals that could come in or not. But I'm excited because I think also the back end is going to have a huge upgrade as well. I want to get Eddie Smith here from Georgia. I think Prather Hudson is going to play from day one. I think Sidney Brown's going to have a much better year. Tony Adams, we know if he can stay healthy, he can be great. And Witherspoon's really improved. So I think we have a chance. But for me, it's fear out who the quarterback is, get healthy, right? And, and um, you know, I, I get a deep threat receiver-wise. Those are kind of on my list of we got to get those done. It's a good checklist. Good job on the call, Jay Lehman. And as always, we appreciate the time, man. You're, you're the goods. All right, man. Take care. Great stuff, as always, from Jay Lehman. Some good insight there. And uh, I think that's basically what we'll learn uh, from Illinois football during this spring. Uh, and then we'll see fall training camp. But I don't know how much of that's going to be open. Uh, one of the great things about Illinois football, and I always gave a lot of credit to Lovey Smith for this, uh, when Lovey Smith was hired, I did not expect training camp to remain open. Uh, and he did. He, he let us see his team. He let fans see his team. I don't know if that's going to be the case with Brett Bielma. I don't know if we're going to see more than 15, 20 minutes of open practice because uh, he does have the edge of having a lot of mystery around his team. And while he showed a little glimpse of it on Monday night, he didn't show very much of it. Uh, so I'm not sure how much we will see uh, during fall training camp, but uh, we're going to see a lot more out of this team, obviously starting in August against Nebraska. Uh, but I think there's some things you liked in that game. I think Brandon Peters, you know, Luke Ford, Donnie Navarro, the running game, the offensive line, and the defensive front. Um, but we don't have a lot of context to it either because the competition level wasn't all that good. As I said on our, our post-game podcast, if you will, it felt like an, a Class 8A team going up against a Class 2A team. Um, so we got a little bit of a look, got some excitement uh, going around the program, which I think is a, a good job by Brett Bielma uh, to get that on TV and to give the fans a chance to see a little bit of what they are doing. All right, for the latest on Illinois football, Illinois basketball, recruiting, staff, all of that stuff, check out IlliniInquire.com. Now for the latest, we got uh, some evals of Donovan Leary, the Illinois quarterback commit. Uh, I did my eval of running back Jordan Anderson, who Illinois recently offered at a JCA, and also chatted with Derek Leonard, the Rochester coach, about not only Hank Beatty and what he brings to Illinois, uh, but what Brett Bielma has done so far for in-state recruiting. I thought he gave some really good insight into that as well. All right, everybody, enjoy your day. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you next time on the Alana Inquirer podcast. most all-star studded challenge ever and this time it's every competitor for themselves best challenge ever the challenge all-stars new season now streaming on paramount plus go to paramountplus.com to try it free terms apply